Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Forever. Dog. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, I must have ordered this extra hot by mistake. Wow. Are we on okay. the sun? Is this mercury? 140 degrees. Celsius. Welcome Celsius. back. Celsius. Celsius. Welcome back for yet another steaming, steaming piping, piping. Ow, scalding, scalding Ow, serving scalding. of hot oh this, of course, is our weekly chat show where um, we talk about events in our lives, lives. issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. DMs. So let's go ahead and just go ahead and take this moment to get into some hot, hot gas. Ooh, what's the okay. tea, Christine? Are I have you? a um, I have a COVID confession. I'd like to make COVID confession. COVID era confession. So, <laughs> like, lowered expectations. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. I have What's a COVID confession? confession. Okay. Um, this morning, I went to go. We're we're filming a um a bonus thing where um I needed to drop off a thing at Willem's. Uh, as as a part of it. Um, and so I was sort of like, I was running late and I was like flustered and like getting ready this morning and like getting myself ready. And I went out the door and I, w- I was walking toward Willem's studio and I guess almost like halfway there, it's a short walk, but like halfway there, I realized uh, I'm not wearing a, f- I'm not wearing a face mask. I'm not wearing a face covering. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So so I immediately um, went to the first store I saw um, on Hollywood Boulevard. And I was like, do you sell face masks? And so I bought one and I put it on. But in the, in the, t- so I started to like, so as I was walking to that store though, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, people are going to be looking at me and judging me and like reading me for, for not following the face covering rules. But instead, what I noticed was that no fucking single person was wearing a mask. There yeah. was like one person wearing a mask. And it was a busy day. De- like I, I, was, I saw a few people. 
And that's so like, what's tea? What's the tea, Christine? Okay, this morning when I is it still happening or what? I got up to walk to the studio and I left without a mask. And then I got to the corner of my street and I I was like, am I going to go across or am I going to go up? And when I looked up, there was a guy with a mask and I was like, fuck, I forgot my mask, you know, because I usually keep it in the car. But when I walk, like I didn't have it. And so I went back and got it. And by the time I got like halfway up, every person I had seen, which was like four or five people, wasn't wearing a mask while they were walking. But they also weren't near anybody. So, like, when I'm riding yeah. my bike, I don't know if I feel the need to wear a mask while I'm alone. Like, nobody near yeah. me. I got a test. I don't have it right now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But if you're walking and there's people sharing the sidewalk coming up to you, mask. And it's the law in California right now. Gavin Newsom, like, made it so. If you're outside, you're in a mask. The of- yes, the official regulation is anytime you leave the house, you are to be wearing a, a face covering, a face mask. So like, uh, is it just, I mean, I see this is on the outline. We have a couple of things to get to, but. Um, um, I've seen, I've seen uh, a cop today, definitely not wearing a mask like on the street. Um, so I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just doing what I think is best for me and wearing one. Um, I'm not hooking up with any new people. And Florida has like 5,000 new cases in a day, apparently. Which is where my parents live. So, like, I'm worried a little bit. Um, but at the same time, they're being smart, too. So, I hope everybody just is smart. All the people that listen to this are probably smart, I think. You know? Well, we encourage you to wear a mask. Uh, I mean, some of you are ugly and shit anyway. Oh, my God. I've seen Thank some you. of your, your, your these beats that you've been tagging me in. Because people be tagging me in a lot of stuff. And like some of them, I'm like, why did you tag me in that? Do you get do you get that a lot? I know I know I'm, my friends have recently. I'm not been... gonna talk about the ones that I've been getting tagged in of you. Oh yeah, I've I've been humiliated online and body shamed by a Costa Rican woman. I think it's a vendetta because when Costa Rica stole my dress and maybe she's defending her country's honor, maybe it's her, maybe it's the girl who stole it who got all mad when I put her face on the internet. But she's been saying the nastiest things about me. Um some are true, probably, but she's inspired me because, like, I'm going to make a video about it, all about bullying. Um, well, okay. Yes. It's <laughs> it's so dumb. I mean, someone someone who really doesn't like you has me- made up these um, Instagram accounts where they just, like, they um, call you fat over and over again. And it's like, okay, I mean, come on, listen. Like, like, does Courtney have Wendy on her other phone? Or, going like, who's doing it? <laughs> oh, my God. Going, bitch. going after, even if it's someone you don't like, but, like, commenting on someone's body or their or their size is just, like, is so late. And it's, like, it's not just offensive to the person that you're trying to drag. It's, like, offensive to, like, a great amount of people. It's, a, it's offensive to anybody with a body, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, it's just... It's kind of a weak, like a weak tactic to take. There's plenty of reasons to, you know, to criticize you. And I don't think that going after the, the body is is nice or fair or constructive. And where is the body? <laughs> I, I, I'm looking for it. I'm Move looking for over, it. mother. Well, the, <laughs> but I'm... really, I hate that shit. It's so mean. Bullying is dumb. Bullying is so over. 
It totally is. Um, but you but know what's you not know what's, over? You know it's not over. Can't Good spell- spelling is always in fashion. Spell bully, bitch. B E L L I. U L L Y. Sorry. Um, our spelling, our first annual Race Chaser presents Spelling is Fundamental Secret Celebrity Drag Queen Spelling Bee Challenge Competition yeah. Contest starring Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 and Willem. Yes. Uh, we are doing a spelling bee. It's really happening. We're doing this thing. It's happening on Monday. This is not Get- a test. Well, it's kind of a test. <laughs> it's, it's fully a test. It's, it's, it's a test of uh, Big Dipper's dedication because it's turning out to become <laughs> a very technically intense live stream event. But it's going to be really fun. 6 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. June 29th. June 29th. Yeah, sorry. There's, a, there's a typo there. Oh my God. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know if we were doing, Why are we uh, doing a spelling a pop-up bee show. again. We're doing a spelling bee to raise money for Glitz, which is this great organization, which is buying housing for trans women fresh out of Rikers in New York. And uh, Cayenne is leading the charge. You can look up Glitz Inc. on Instagram if you want to know more about it. And all of the money is going straight to their pockets. So you're helping them. You're basically getting a free show and making a donation to a cause that matters right now. So please buy your tickets. It's only $10. And if you want to up the wager, we, we can be a little betting lady, betting man. Uh, that's that's available too. You just need to get those bets in before we start. Yes, there are. It's going to be really fun. Um, secret celebrity appearances, stunt shows, and most of all spelling for a good cause. So go to racechasertickets.com. You can find out all the details and you can get a ticket. It's going to be a really fun live stream event. Uh, the last one we did was really fun, and we raised a whole bunch of money for a good cause. So we said, let's fucking do it again. I said, spell charity, bitch. Uh, <laughs> charity is my drag daughter. That old drag that old Girl, drag. Let that, me old, t- that old drag gag. Let me tell you about um, the 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 drag the drag children of the future because Bambi Banks Coulee set fire to the precipitation, the rain, the hail. She is Shay's baby. I watched that Chicago drag thing. I watched the whole thing, all three hours. Um, yeah. And there were some revelations, but Bambi Banks Coulee. I want to see her more on TV because I want to see her. She's sickening. Yeah. I mean, it's a testament to her mother, I'm sure, a little bit. But, like, she uh, that Chicago drag thing was kind of crazy. Was Kat Sass the one who had all those chains, like, glued to her and was, like, taking up yes. time in the past? Okay. I yes. know who she is then. Yeah. So, I'm not fully versed in... Uh, I'm not fully versed. Um, I'm not fully <laughs> versed in everything that happened. I watched some of the highlights and I and I... I get the gist of kind of what happened, but we're talking about Chicago and the Chicago drag scene right now. Chicago Black having, Drag Council. Right. There's there's a lot of um, discussion happening and a lot of like restructuring that's going on. There's some Chicago dissection right too, now. honestly, and dissemination. <laughs> also. Deep dissemination. So what basically happened was, um, and we kind of touched on this before, but... The, uh, there was a Chicago Black Drag Council and they had a, a town hall meeting virtually um, uh, 
after they over, sent over the ap- past weekend. Yeah, after they had sent out a letter to multiple promoters and bars in the city demanding their attendance at the meeting, representatives, and uh, basically uh, telling people how this was going to be in the future um, for Chicago and drag. There would be more opportunities for black queens, black queens that were slighted and maligned by uh, white promoters or, um, bars or whoever, everybody was called out. It was open season. Tranica and Kat Sass got the brunt of it. A couple of other bars, um, and the Chicago black drag council and Lucy stool and the bar owners are all working together to make sure this happens. I think I, I would like to say that Roscoe's, um, did say some great things like that one one night is not enough because they are the presenters of black girl magic with uh vixen and all the dolls there um so they're they're working to restructure uh some nights and tranica originally had uh agreed to step away from hosting two nights a week out of the demands on that letter that the Chicago Black Drag Council said. And then during the Zoom meeting, they told her, you'll be giving up two nights. Uh, like, And at that point, there was a point of contention because she thought she would still be behind the scenes or booking or holding the purse strings. And that wasn't agreed upon to. And they went back and forth a couple times on that with Tranica finally like relenting and huff or T-Rex huffing and relenting a little bit. But the way she, the comments on the side were not kind of T-Rex. They were like, she's drunk. Look at how she's sitting, hands above her head. Like it felt like it it didn't it didn't feel like it was going well for her. I heard she since apologized after that, but like um the things that were revealed, like the things that she did to Shay personally, which I don't need to talk about because they're triggers for her. Um, and I hope she's a listener. Um, but it's weird. Like, do you do you call your friend and be like, wow, I didn't know that like you thought like that. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Or do I just wait till I see her and be like, hey, girl, or what? Like, I feel like I I have to talk to her, but I feel like the whole world just bitch smacked her. So I don't necessarily need to, like, be first in line to talk to her. Like, how are you? Yeah. How are you? How are you friends with your friend again when you find out that they were a racist asshole to your other friends? Right. How? Like, I don't know. And if anybody has any ideas, write in to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. And it's, I mean, ultimately, it's good that there's, like, these larger structural things happening. Because these are, like, structural changes have to happen in all avenues of, like, society in this country. Like, with the police and 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 uh with fucking the government kentucky but, voting i mean yes all these things have to be deeply restructured and these are conversations that are happening right now so in a way it's good it's hopeful you know that chicago is having chicago the drag scene is saying okay these are structural changes that we can make to to make it better moving forward. So like, ultimately that's good. And we need to see that like across the board. So uh, it's, it's hopeful to see that happening um, in Chicago. There was some stuff in the drag council that like, didn't necessarily feel racist, but definitely felt like shitty. Like Shay recounting a story about like telling some she had three numbers in this one show where most girls usually had two but that she was doing with tranica and she was like towards the top like second and then middle and then probably towards the end and someone came down and said to shay how many 
uh, how long do you need? Like, it was like she was on next and she's like 30 seconds. And Shay heard that person say to Tranica, she needs 30 seconds. And Tranica or T-Rex literally after that went, Shay Coulet and introduced. It's like, why would you do that to a girl like that? Like, is your coworker? Why would you try to sabotage them? Like, not get them out for the beginning of the song? Like, that's shitty. Like, I've ripped off a girl's eyelash before her song, but only halfway, not the whole thing. And like, it was the third show, <laughs> and it was fine. You. It was fine. It was Texas. It's a big stage. Nobody was there. It was the last show. But like, she still made her number. Like, I wasn't trying to make her late. I was just trying to fuck her up. Like, yeah. Don't make a girl late for her number. Like that. You know, it makes her look unprofessional, unready. Like, and that, what joy does that bring you? Like, I don't understand people delighting from other people's hardships and miseries. And it sounds like Tranica did that a little bit with the microaggressions yeah. and like, yell. I mean, I remember hearing her yell and read people who didn't ask a question how she liked it in Chicago, but like, it's drag. So you just laugh it off kind of thing, you know? But like, I, some people can only laugh until they start crying, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like a a bunch of uh, T-Rex's peers got together and drafted this note and uh, and all signed it and signed off on it and and submitted it to her. And like, these are the things that have made us feel like shit. These are the things that you've been doing wrong systematically. Uh, these are the racist things that that you've uh, been doing for over a long period of time. And. Wearing the same mustard yellow party dress. Girl, someone called her out on this mustard yellow party dress. <laughs> because oh, not she, the mustard yellow. Yeah, because she's she's been saying stuff to people on stage like, oh, you're wearing that again. And like, uh, you need new hair, new outfits. You can't wear something from the show you did Saturday on a Sunday show. Like, But she wasn't also living up to those expectations herself. Because A, you can't. You can't have a new outfit for every show. You can't. It's too much. Girl, I've been wearing the same outfit since I started drag. 2010. So. I know. You should wash it. Um, <laughs> never. Never. But yeah, I, I feel like uh, change is a foot. And that foot is a size yes. 14 and a pleaser. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Mm. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Uh, have you tried the Factors? I've loved the Factors. Oh, it's girl. been the it factor for me, actually, for Absolutely. a while because there's so many different choices. Like You have 35 different things to choose from every week, and they're all different, and they it's like... I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in 2 minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Ooh, that's savings you can taste. That's drag code drag50 at factormeals.com slash drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. Mama. Okay, so what they do is they send us some credits so we can go on their website and buy some items. I bought this pullover, like, um, this sweatshirt, and now it's, like, my favorite thing to wear. I literally wear it all the time. It's, like, so cute. I've been wearing Quince at least a couple times a week because these basics are so comfortable, and I love them. I was just like, that goes with everything. Let's wear it. Exactly. There's a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands by partnering directly with Top Factory. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Now, Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. And Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash drag, drag for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash drag and get free shipping and 365 day return. Quince dot com slash drag. Drag. Well, speaking of change being afoot, um, we are really excited to announce some some something really big here uh so excited in the world of the podcast (laughs) yeah um do you want to tell them mom (laughs) we are so hey mom hi mommy we are so excited to announce moguls of of media media. but you can call us mom yes this is a new podcasting endeavor where we will be bringing lots of amazing new programming to your ears. We're a chain. We're, We're a chain. Oh my God. It makes you pretty. Um, there is going to be a focus on the LGBTQIA plus community. And we are super excited to start sharing our new shows with you. So when you hear us talk about them, go listen. Yes, Moguls of Media. That's the name of our, like, what? Our production? It's the uh, name of our production. It's our network. Our, our network. network. Our network, yes. Our okay. network. Yeah. Uh, we're a chain. So, uh, Drum roll, the, please. The first thing that, that Can you guys Moguls hear that? of Media or Mom is going to be bringing to you is, this is it. Drum roll. Ow, this really fucking hurts my finger. Starting this coming Monday, June 29th. Welcome, Welcome into your to ears. ears. The, the job. Shop with Manila. With Latrice and Manila. Latrice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Manila this- and Latrice chop the. Oh, no. The <laughs> chop. Latrice and Manila. Okay, so. Presenting you- with chop <laughs> You the. may be wondering, what is the chop? Well. Yeah. This is this- a recap and yes. review show all about Canada's Drag Race. So you can tune in each and every Monday to find out who's on top and who got the jump. Mm -hmm. We love Latrice and Manila so much and we're so thrilled to welcome them into the mom family. We're the network girls. We're the network girls. We're the network brass and rose gold. Um, Also... there will, be can- there will be Canadians featured on each episode of, <laughs> of The Chop. 
Um, really? So you, yes. I've, Are you going to book them? I've spoken to many Canadians, <laughs> and I have uh, I have uh, made uh, gestures. And uh, <laughs> lewd gestures. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> gestures and um, salutations and inquiries about bookings. Uh, we'll definitely have some commentary from um, very many Canadians that you know. Yeah. And Surprise I mean, guest point. Secret uh, celebrities. Yes. The point of Moguls of Media or Mom is um, to just like kind of expand this this thing called Race Chaser, which we love so much. It's brought a lot love. of joy to us. Um, and and you, the listeners, love it. But we want to like share the wealth with our sisters because uh, this is an amazing um it's an amazing platform to have. And so we just want to like invite in our fucking sisters to be part of it with us. So I'm fucking so excited. Latrice and Manila, the chop starting Monday, June 29th. Girl. And Drag Race Canada. Hello. Yes. Yeah, so exciting. Uh, so I would, I just saw Brittany. Oh, we're going to take, Oh, Dipper's touching himself. I didn't know what he was doing. No rainbow spotlight. And then we take our break. I thought you were doing spotlight. your air break. Up here. <laughs> oh, oh, I think the Sasha Colby where you hold all the hair up and take it down strand by strand. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the volume in. That. <laughs> so uh, we have a rainbow, we have a very a very special rainbow spotlight um this week. As you may know, there's a new song that just dropped that's that's hitting the airwaves. And it's called Sitting, Sitting Alone, Alone in the, in the VIP. VIP. Which is um, my collab with the amazing Candy Muse. The Dominican doll. Yes. Uh, I don't, I mean, just as like context, this is, if you don't know, um, this is based on a tweet that Candy Muse, who's iconic, follow her. She's amazing. But Candy Muse tweeted a, a long ago, sitting a, a couple alone, of years ago, right? Sitting alone in the VIP. Yeah. And, Probably two years and ago, right? no one has asked about how I was. <laughs> yes. She basically tweeted this really earnest, like heartfelt tweet that was like, I'm sitting alone in the VIP right now. And everybody keeps asking me for a picture, but nobody asked me about how I'm feeling or how my day was. <laughs> and it went viral. It exploded to the point where people started taking pictures in VIP sections alone, staring off despondently. I definitely because did I, <laughs> Yes, I did too. And I got and so many phone calls from people being like, are you okay? And then, <laughs> and then someone I don't even like was like, I tried to, I tried to say hi to you at the party, but like, um, you know, and I was like, what? And then they're like, are you, I was like, and then I sent them the link to Candy's thing. And I was like, it's a joke. Like, yeah. Yeah. So th- it's based on that that tweet turned that viral mean. challenge. And um, I woke up one morning and I just had the sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone in the VIP, like in my head. And I was like, oh, my God. So I got Candy on the phone. She was so into it. She was like, you know, I've been thinking of doing a song and I actually wanted to do the song with you. So it was kind of it was like perfect timing. So we we. We fucking I went to Ellis who uh who from Beat Salon who did um Ellis did Read You Wrote You um and many other songs 
and we got together and we fucking did this song and um and then covid happened and then it, then it was like it just kept getting like delayed and delayed but you know what it's finally here i think it fully encapsulates the feeling of the tweet and candy muse is fucking amazing um so check out this fucking song alone in the ip uh my own security oh you wanna sit with me mm. this gives me all the peace this fight takes when i got my own bottle chilling at my table sitting pretty like a model i'm alone bitch i ain't here to make friends bottles to the queen could just tie us and drink i'm a new bitch you need to plan and your career's about to end bye get up with that rope put your bag up on my face before you come and talk to me go fix your fucking lace live from the fans around the fucking block the thing on my list bitch you know you're fucking nuts <laughs> I'm sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone cause you don't like me, sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone in the 213, sitting alone in my 613, sitting alone cause you don't like me, sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone in the VIP, sitting alone in the VIP, oh Mickey's, you're so fine, don't blame me, it's not my fault, mine, Foo Bar Precinct and Gold these are the ones that I love the most She's got style, she's got flair Thin white bitch, Blair St. Clair VIP, I don't wait in line I'll be in the club if you wanna FaceTime I'm sitting alone in the VIP Sitting alone in the VIP Sitting alone cause you don't like me Sitting alone in the VIP Sitting alone in the 213 Sitting alone in my 613 Sitting alone cause you don't like me episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, click, click the box. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we, You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Love that seller sync. They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yeah. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hello, this is Alaska. Just so you know, we recorded uh, this episode a few days ago, but I just wanted to take a moment to address something that's currently happening in the moment. Um, There's a lot of conversations going on about um, some things that I did early in my drag career, and uh, I want to address them here. I, I put a statement on Twitter, but I also wanted to address it here. There's some video clips and some images from a few years ago. And um, basically, I am I say a joke where I use a racial slur and I use a transphobic slur and I make jokes about sexual assault. Uh, I use racist imagery. And so there's like a, a conversation about it happening that people want me to address it. And I want to address it because... This isn't the sort of thing that, especially in this moment right now in history, I don't want to just be like, oh, well, if I don't address it, it'll just go away. Like, that's not, I, I take responsibility for everything that I've done in my drag career. Um, I've done a lot of stupid fucking things, but, okay. So, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I don't have hate in my heart, you know, toward anyone. And so that, wasn't my intention at the time when I was using these things. But the important thing, and this is what the conversation is about, it doesn't matter what my intention was because it's really a conversation about privilege. And I, as a privileged individual, said these things and did these things and got away with them. Um, that These things were encouraged. And that is literally privilege at work. And so what I didn't realize at the time was that these words and these images have power um, and they have the power to really hurt people or make people feel devalued or triggered or targeted or unsafe. And also they have the power to embolden people who do have hate in their heart to feel free to go ahead and use these things against people and perpetuate that sort of cycle of hurt. So I, it's not okay. And I apologize 
And I'm really, really sorry because I recognize that this causes damage to people. And these were, these were hurtful and harmful and negligent choices that I made. And I take full responsibility for them. And I, I have to be accountable for them. So, um, moving forward, I really, um, I can't, you know, I can't promise that I'm not going to ever make a mistake again or, or do something stupid, but I do know that I've learned a lot and I know that I want to use my art and my platform and my privilege to create a space where people feel uplifted and they feel supported and they feel like they can fully feel safe and like be themselves. I also want to use my voice and my privilege to amplify, you know, the the voices that are fighting for the fight for justice and for equality in this country and around the world. And like, that's really, that's the important fight that's going on right now. And I want to be a part of that fight and use my voice for that. So, um, Thank you for listening and um, thank you for helping me be better. And um, I appreciate you. And on with the rest of the episode. No, I just realized okay. I can move. I can move one side of my body independently. Like I can move my left eyebrow and my left peck, but I can't move my right eyebrow and my right peck. Is that weird? Is Strokey. that weird? Strokey. Strokey Jones Cafe (laughs) Oh Wow Cause I'm a Willem Um W-I-L-L-A-L-L I'll say it again I'm a Willem Let's get political Shall we You know I think we shall Time for a song Time for the song Okay okay Here we go And just so you know That singing Or doing anything In sync over Zoom Is not possible So That's why That's why it sounds The way that it does We're we're live vocalists And when we're in the studio Together I mean You can't deny that magic Like Houdini even Was like wow Houdini was shooketh Okay Okay Let's get political Political I wanna get political I was doing Angie Dickinson. Who were you doing? Um I don't normally like to throw my name around, but I am Miss Angie Dickinson. <laughs> Oh, I knew it was you. <laughs> I have altered my appearance for a film role. Wearing wearing creams and camels and <laughs> a glove. Have you seen the documentary um Disclosure? Disclosure? Yes. It's so good. I'm going to watch it again because I'm so obsessed with it. Honestly, I need to watch it again too because when they started talking about Famke Johnson on Nip Tuck and how like she was a mm-hmm. she was this character that went crazy cr- she was going crazy and then doing all this stuff to everybody and then at the end they realized like uh the plot twist was oh she's trans and yeah. my last episode my first episode of that show was uh one of her episodes and then I went on to have like my own little arc which mm-hmm. I don't know my character wasn't a hooker so that was good um but I don't know if she was a positive portrayal of trans people or not um I feel like it was because like she only like hit people when they hit her you know but she ultimately gets the shit beat out of her 
Oh, multiple so, times. She got castrated. She got thrown in a grave. So like, she got beat up. She got uh, bad ugh. surgery. Um, and then she blackmails the doctors. And then they, like, fix her up. I think – and then she definitely peed on the doctor's sons with all of her girlfriends, too. But that's – Yeah, I'm like, are they going to talk about – like, I was waiting. I was like, am I canceled, too? And then they went straight from FAMPCA to um, – I think somebody else in Nip Tuck that might have been trans or uh, a Ryan Murphy sh- uh, character because like Ryan's been always putting um, transgender stuff at the forefront of all of his shows, even the ones that haven't gotten picked up, like the pilot, pretty handsome. And Alexander yeah. Billings was in that, and that was the sh- the audition where Carson Kressley was like, "Y'all girls do this a lot," at- in the audition room and the callback, and we were like, "Yes, Carson," um, but. <laughs> Uh, Alexander was in that documentary too. Everybody was in the documentary. Trace, Laverne. It's an amazing documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called Disclosure and it's the Laverne Cox um, uh, film. And it's all about trans representation throughout history in Hollywood and in media. And it's really eye-opening and um, really amazing to see um, everyone on screen in the film is yeah. uh, is trans. So um, it's fucking it's just so amazing. I can't wait to watch it. I was talking to someone about um, about the doc and they said I, I told them the facts that like 80 percent of Americans don't know someone transgendered. So almost all of their take almost all of their um impressions of the trans community is from media so that's why this is important and getting positive representations out there and they said back to me they're like well didn't you play a bunch of hookers on tv and i was like yeah but so did jasmine who's in this documentary saying she was prostitute one hooker number two all this stuff it's like those were the roles offered like i was playing them is my this this actress named jen who's also a writer said that uh, the most harmful thing about um, all these roles on TV is that they were mostly played by men like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not true. Jasmine is trans. Um, I am a man, but like, I'm. Uh, do I have to like issue an apology like for all my former roles? Um, I know the girl is mad about my back roles still, but what about like my acting roles? <laughs> like, all like, do I have to apologize for Nip Tuck? All that. I, I, there's so many things going on right now that I'm just like trying to like, just keep on the right side of the line. And this documentary made me feel like I did something wrong. 100%. Well, I mean, it's a, like, it's a larger discussion and it's sort of like, I mean, it's not as though you're like a straight, man who's stepping in and sort of like benefiting and being uh, applauded for playing a a bravely portraying a trans woman you you work in the world of drag you work alongside trans women as your like friends and your colleagues so i don't think any of them have would have anything to say to you about you playing the role of cherry on nip tuck i mean the 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 way that Jen, I think, uh, explained everything was that all these men get so many accolades and awards when they play trans people. Like, it's so brave. Like, Jared like Leto. how brave. Oh, my gosh. Ev- give, it, give him the Oscar. The, the, do- the movie Dog Day Afternoon, um, we, the role first went out to a trans woman. And I heard the same thing happen with Trans America, too, with Alexandra. Um, there's, like, so many 
men who have played roles and then they're like, oh, instant award bait, you know? Like, yeah. you, you play a hooker, you play trans, or you die, awards bait. Um, right. Everybody knows that. And yeah. this this uh, documentary illustrated so many instances of that happening. And I was just like, wow, part of the problem, hello. But, you know, I'm not playing, I'm not trying to play roles like that anymore. Hopefully they won't be written. But it was so weird that that was always the story that was, like, being told. Just, like, this needs yeah. to be readable as a man. Yeah. So strange. And it's, you know, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the system that, that still is a huge problem. And that's why like disclosure is important because it's like really moving the conversation about like uh, how trans people need to be portrayed moving forward. And yeah. so I hope that fucking Hollywood is listening. And it's about education because I bet a lot of the people who wrote those roles, cast those roles, produced those shows, mm -hmm. thought, wow, we're pushing forward by including trans characters in our media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In their brain, they thought, they wow, thought, we're yes. being progressive. Yeah. And that's why education is so important as we move forward through all sort of social movements is that things change. Everything changes. Yeah. The standard changes. The needle changes. It's all about continuing to learn and move forward the standards closed i walked by it last week <laughs> standard yeah i tried to go to the pool uh, um <laughs> hello knock hello. knock knock hello i, I have Hi. A key i have my key card um <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? In the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to Movies Baby wherever you get podcasts, and you can watch Movies Baby live every Thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Oh, my heavens. <laughs> oh, there's oh, an owl. There's an owl. Like, oh, what? Oh, wow. That's... That doesn't. That sounds like a strange owl. That but, okay. owl is disguising his voice. Let's <laughs> throwing his voice. Cave owl. Okay. Let's go ahead and go. And go spelunking, 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 spelunking,
Okay. This, this, so you want to talk to Abraham message, or should I? Uh, I'll, I'll read Abraham. Hey, okay. Abraham. From Abraham. Hello, Will Askeper. A longtime listener and avid drag fan here. Just last night I had a dream which had both Willem and Alaska in it. And I was wondering if you could help decipher the meaning of my dream since you were there. You both. Yes, both of you picked me up in a car. And the entire time you were both saying how we were going to be late. And Willem was saying, you know how that RuPaul hates it when we're late. We arrive at our destination and it turned out to be one of my friend's house but they didn't recognize me because somehow I was in drag but my friend's brother knew it was me and one thing led to another and him and I had sex in his grandma's shower once we were finished I walked out to find that you two had left me there and I had no idea where I was how could you guys have left me there did you mislead me into thinking I was going to meet RuPaul anyway keep up the good work you do and thank you for entertaining the children as Nina Bonina Osama Bin Laden Brown would say Ooh, the girls are girling. Thank you, Abraham. Huh. Well, RuPaul's Masterclass, which I recently uh, have almost completed and filmed my uh, my thoughts, my uh, reactions to all of her wonderful things. One of the things that was included was RuPaul saying, you know what? I was late for years. I was late. Yeah. And then, then she stopped being late, um, yeah. which... I didn't get like, why, why would you want to make yourself rush? And she's talking about like the adrenaline rush, you're getting there late and like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know, girl. But, um, I don't, I also am not good with dreams. Like I don't usually remember mine. So I don't know what you were thinking. You were probably watching drag race. You probably want to hang out with us. And that's what it was. I bet. Well, okay. But Abraham and you're I mean, horny first you, of and all, you're horny. First of all, we put you in drag. Okay. Which is a rare and thrilling gift. That's two hours right there. Second of all, we gave you a ride. Third of all, you got dick at the destination. So and, and a shower. I don't understand what the problem is. Of course, what what do you want us to do? Wait in the foyer while you fuck in the grandmother's fucking uh, sex shower? No. I bet it we, was one of those ones where you could turn the shower into a tub, like a stand-up sit-down tub thing. Yeah, like with the door that opens. That one. Yeah, well, his hole was open. I don't know about the door. Go- so, listen, we did the respectful thing by, like, getting out of there. We didn't yeah. know if you were going to have an overnight. We don't know. We don't want to hear you go to Pound Town and just keep turning up Street Smarts <laughs> on the TV. Okay? <laughs> street Smarts! That was when Lady Gaga was on. No, that was my big break. Was Gaga oh. on it, too? Gaga was on the one where they, like, put you in a rude situation and see how you react. It was, like, temperature cooker or something. Oh, no, like that. That, not that one. And they, no. and they like, kept not giving her her salad after she ordered her salad. And she was in a restaurant. And she was like, what the fuck is going on over here? And <laughs> 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 it was all a deep. I don't like my food fucked with. Uh, this next entry comes from Simon. Hello, Dippin' Dolls. This past week, I visited my dad out of town. The city he lives in had a few positive cases of covid so my family and i decided if we limited our interactions with other people we should be fine however the week i spent with him took an unexpected and unfortunate turn for the worse my dad decided to invite some people over to his house despite me saying i was uncomfortable with that we got into a huge fight and long story short they came over anyway and i was left alone hiding in my bedroom until they left at 1 a.m then later in the week when my sister mentioned the supreme court ruling that it was illegal to fire people for being lgbtqia plus my dad said and i quote 
If I were in charge, I would fire them all. As if I wasn't literally watching Drag Race in that exact moment. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm slowly starting to realize that my dad isn't the person I thought he would be. He thought he, I thought he was, and I don't know if I'm ready to come to terms with the fact that he may be a really horrible person. I'm not sure what y'all's relationships are like with your fathers, but I was hoping you could give me some advice on how I should deal with this because I love my dad, but I'm not sure he respects me or what I believe in, or if he would even accept me if he knew I was gay. Thanks to all three of you for the content and all the amazing things you do for our community and the world. Sorry for lack of dick. I'm not in the mood. Love, Simon. <laughs> Love Simon. Love Simon. Okay. Love Victor is a new TV show which everybody should watch too. There's this really hot kid named Cuba Mason uh Cuba uh Mason Gooding Jr. on it. Gorgeous. Don't say a hot kid. Well, he's like twenty <laughs> or twenty-two. Whatever. He's whatever. Okay, he knows he's hot. Calm down. Um, Love Simon. Love Simon ends up going to Jurassic World and riding around in the glass ball. Okay, so this is an opportunity. <laughs> um, I think you should come out to your dad. And maybe maybe it's not my place to tell you that because everyone can come out. Everyone should come out when they're ready and when the time is right. But if you, I, I think that people have a tendency to not understand the stories of people that they don't know. That. So if, you're, if your dad knows you i mean you're you're his child and you say when you say that about those people you're saying that about me that that's my community those are my people so that might that might cause him to reassess his own thinking uh because how could he not you know one one could hope um but if he does not um that's the chance to like just tell him everything you think write it down first so you make sure you get everything because emotion will get in the way and you want to hit your bullet points yeah write a letter honestly all those all those things write a letter read it to him because this is an intervention making sure that he's not an asshole basically and if he isn't if he is an asshole you can tell him you love him but you can't like hang out with him until he respects and loves you the same way you know he does your brothers and sisters who might not be gay like it's stupid like every parent just wants their kids to be happy in the long run and like you not coming out is preventing happiness and him being uh a bigot is preventing your happiness too yeah there's a reason like magazines do the thing where like they write about a story and then they put like a personal account in because they want to personalize it and like make a reader relate to it like and this is what you need to do your dad for sure good advice alaska yeah well thank you for sharing that simon do you want to read the next one i'm so excited sure this is from uh chimera maybe Uh, the name has a lot of letters hello Uh alexis lightning fudge wilhelmina belly Uh and ursa major I'm writing to thank you gals for continually using your platform to speak in solidarity with our trans brothers, sisters, and siblings. There's a new documentary on Netflix called Disclosure about trans representation in the media. It's got all the dolls, Laverne, MJ, Angelica, Trace, Jamie, Candace, and many more. I thought it was amazing and important viewing the first of its kind, and I thought your listeners would benefit from seeing it. Attached is some girl dick for your viewing pleasure and the representation. P.S.T.S. I got an OnlyFans <laughs> if you girls feel like giving me a promo. OnlyFans.com slash K-A-I-M-I-R-A. And if you're paying by the inch, you're in luck because, uh, yeah. Um, uh, she, Chimera. Chimera's these, hung. She's gorgeous. These, <laughs> these photos are gorgeous. She's stunning. Honestly, it's like my favorite things to look at, tits and dicks. 
because like I know I I love playing with a uh, girl. Did you see the mo- new boobs I got that go up to my neck? Those ones I got Howie to put a zipper in the back. Did you I see those new that. titties? So those titties I got. <clears throat> and then when I wear them, I can't see my dick. So I'm fine with looking at chimeras. <laughs> definitely. Because you can't Chimera, see it. This, this is finally some fucking girl dick on this pod. It's about damn time. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you. Applause. 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 Thank you. And go to her OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Chimera, K-A-I-M-I-R-A. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. Okay. Do we have time for this one? Should we go for it? Yeah. No, no, no. We're good now. Okay. Uh, This is from a San Franciscan. Glory be to Willem Alaska and Big Dipper. Since the end of season 12, something has been on my mind. On the show, RuPaul has mentioned that San Francisco is one of his favorite cities and has even called it the gayest city in America, which it is. Yet Rock'em Sakura is the only is only the second contestant from San Francisco after Honey Mahogany back in season five. While the vast majority of queens hail from obvious artistic hubs like Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, it seems there is a bit of discrepancy when it comes to San Francisco, where a vibrant and historic drag scene thrives. Some say San Francisco's activist transgression think the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence with their beards, is what causes the city to be overlooked. Some say that enough San Francisco girls have applied and been rejected that it has discouraged future auditions. I'm hoping to hear your thoughts on the issue. I hope you're all healthy and staying sane. While I'm a proud pig bottom, I get enough compliments on my dick that I think you'll enjoy the picture I'm attaching to this email. I'm also attaching a photo of my ass because in these socially distant times, a girl gets thirsty. Love in the time of coronavirus, San Francisco drag fan. Um, I think that he's forgetting that San Fran basically has a whole chapter in the history of drag with the coquettes and mm-hmm. like, um, and all that. And not all the sisters of perpetual indulgence have beards. Roma doesn't. I've met plenty that don't a guy named Bennett who was an LA one. He didn't have a beard. Um, I, I don't know about the discrepancies about why more girls haven't been picked from San Fran, but, um, yeah, it, it I didn't realize it until now. I'm so sorry. San Fran drag fans. Well, it is just, it does kind of stand out as like a little strange because San Francisco's a big city. There's lots of drag there. I mean, mean, there's been lots of drag from San Fran on Drag Race because Dallas Coulter makes it all. But (laughs) that's tea. I mean, it's, it's it's a kind of a hub of like queer drag, like the queer drag world. So like, it is strange that, uh, more queens haven't gotten on from sa- hailing from San Francisco, but I would say as advice, you got to audition and it doesn't matter if you get rejected or if your friends all got rejected or whatever, you have to audition if you want to, I mean, do it, do it for the city. Like let's keep fucking representing San Francisco. You, but you have to audition to be considered. And if you have a beard, just because a bearded queen hasn't been on the show yet, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. I really think the time is the time is coming. Would you like to uh, speak about the dick and the ass? Oh, sure. Uh, this dick looks like an uncut member. The jock mm-hmm. is pulled to the side 
narrow, narrowly scra- uh, shadowing the balls. Um, you can see the strap. There are some short and curlies at the entrance to the anus. And would you like to describe the hindquarters for us, Alaska 5000? Well, first of all, I'd like to give an honorable mention to the red tank top, which is being worn in the dick picture. Thank you. The dick is standing tall, mighty, and proud. And the ass picture, um, the face is buried under some uh, some Brooklyn and pillowcases. <laughs> and, uh, and shame. There's shame in there. And, and uh, it fr- the ass is framed by a black jock strap. And I think it's... Uh, I see a, a hint tartan, of ball. I see a, a hint of ball. bedspread. Yes, I see a hint of ball, a light smattering of hair, but not too much to occlude the vision of the um, anus in question. Yeah, so short we and thank curly. you. Not yes. enough to braid, for sure, or bead. <laughs> we thank you so much, San Francisco drag fan. Keep auditioning. Good luck. We're, we're very grateful that you joined us oh, for this very special, special episode, episode of... of- Hot Hot God. <laughs> you can send any questions you might have or comments to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Good questions and nudity get priority boarding after children and military. That's right. Active we also- military, not <laughs> passive military. <laughs> we also have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. Just search using the hashtag race chaser and you can watch the videos a la carte. You can follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at race chaser pod. And there's a link in that uh, bio on our race mm-hmm. chaser pod profile with lots of places to donate and m- to support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes, and do something every day to educate yourself to practice anti-racist behavior. Reach out to someone with resources, look for volunteer opportunities, go to a protest, wear a mask, open your purse and donate to an organization, sign petitions, uh, do your part. Do it. Uh, And we will be back. We will be back next week. Next week. With more piping, Piping. steaming, scolding, Bowling. Hot Race chaser. Yeah. No, let's hear it. You all can sing. Gonna tell a story about a podcast called Race Chaser. <laughs> Bye. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.